This is the Anatomy of a Scream Pod Squad Network. Welcome back to You Should Watch, a genre TV recap podcast. I'm Joe Lipset, and I'm joined as always by Sheree Bohannon. Hey, Joe, hey! Oh boy, Sheree, we are talking about Black Summer, Season 1, Episode 3, Summer School. And yeah, I mean, that title pretty much says it all because we're spending this whole episode inside a school. Right, and I... (laughs) So like, we've talked a little bit about how this is... It's not what we expected. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I love not getting what I expect because that keeps life fun. Sure. But I feel like this episode, granted, it had its tense moments and it mm-hmm. had some things that were nice, but, it, but I didn't need this episode. I did not need this episode. Um. <laughs> it just, it's all feeling a little bit slight. Yes. <laughs> it's its an almost episode, if you will. Like, we mm-hmm. we get time with the other group because, again, they were divvied up. And so we had car group with Barb and this group with um, Rose and we were like, what happened to them? But because we stay with them and it's just kind of middling, it's not as exciting and juicy as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we've now kind of cracked how the show is going to go moving forward. Maybe it'll continue to surprise us. You never know. But it definitely seems like we're going to stay in one location. We're going to follow the same group of people principally throughout the course of a single episode. And we're going to have multiple chapter breaks. And that was interesting in the first episode it was a little tedious in episode two and in episode three i'm like something has to give because the frequency of these chapter breaks is so they're just too frequent like it's happening all the time to the point where a character runs in like rose runs into a room she gets locked in there and then we get another title card but it's been maybe 90 seconds i'm just like what are we doing exactly exactly and i i get it they have a thing and they like it it's their aesthetic mm-hmm. but it's not really serving the story right now no. maybe it will magically and i'll be like let me eat some crow but <laughs> sure <laughs> but at the moment and just like you are taking away from whatever you are almost doing because it was almost tense at so many points in times it was mm-hmm. almost interesting and then a new title card and i'm like well never mind Yeah, and we just have to reset over and over again. Like, there's a lot in this episode that could be really juicy. You're right. There's a lot of potential tension building, but too often it feels like the show is undercutting itself to be like, ooh, look, we got another cheeky title card coming your way. Right? Right? And I'm just like, girl, just do your show. Just make the episode. Because... I, I want to know about these random kids who are living in this school and trapping people for whatever reasons. I want to know, mm-hmm. but it's not told in a way that like makes me <laughs> feel like I should care other than me just being nosy. Look. <laughs> yeah. Th- so this is interesting. Okay. So folks, we're following Spears, not his real name, but what we have to call him, as well as Rose. And then we have Ryan, who is our deaf character, and Lance, who is a character that is also here. And apparently his soul-defining feature is that he is kind of absent-minded to the point of nearly getting them killed a couple times. Exactly. And I 
I wanted him gone. I wanted him gone. <laughs> and a couple times I thought he was gone because he just right. randomly wasn't there. Then he would be there in a, a different shot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Until the point where he is gone because he sets off some kind of explosive trap that gets him locked behind a door. And then we just never see him again. And at the end of the episode, we have left the school behind. Maybe we'll come back to him. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath. I hope we don't, because again, he was just making dumb choices for the sake of doing them. And I'm not saying everybody in a zombie apocalypse needs to be smart, mm-hmm. but you have to have people who at least make sense. Why is yeah. he making noise if they're trying to be silent because they don't know if they can be heard? Mm-hmm. Why is he doing all of the wrong things? He almost got them <laughs> caught so many times just because he's like, oh, derp de derp. And I'm just like, who is this character and who is he for? Yeah, this is one of those things where I figured we were going to settle in as soon as they said, okay, it looks like the coast is clear. Obviously, we knew the coast was not clear. Otherwise, the door of the school would not have been left ajar. But that's okay. These characters are learning. They're still figuring their shit out. But I hoped that we were going to settle into the school and then we were going to take some time to unpack things. And we sort of get it with Rose and Spears when she starts to talk about, yeah, when we left our house all those many months ago, we all packed luggage. And how fucking stupid were we because we didn't understand the ramifications of what was happening. And that's a good moment. I hoped we were going to get more of it for other characters because maybe it would then explain why Lance is like this. Maybe he's suffering from PTSD. We don't know. But the show isn't giving us those character beats for anybody except Spears and Rose. Exactly. And because we're only getting it for them, I want more because I'm tired Mm -hmm. of us being cryptic. Like we're in episode three. I should know something by now. Yeah. Like what do we actually know about Spears apart from the fact that he is impersonating a military figure? And I mean, he he really is prepared to just fuck anyone in this episode like his behavior in this episode was a little bit telling where he was really happy to say okay you want to do that thing that's fine i'm gone and that was the show showing us without telling us and then rose has her verbal piece but we're not getting that for the other characters which maybe is the way that black summer is cueing us to say hey don't get attached to anyone but rose and spears because everyone else is expendable Listen, you know I love when people die. However, Mm -hmm. I was hoping against hope that our precious Ryan would make it at least a few more episodes. Right? I mean, that's the thing. I can handle if we're going to kill characters with some frequency. Folks, go back and listen to our episodes on From. It's one of the reasons that we really like the show, particularly in that first season. But also, we knew who most of those characters were. Like, we had enough information about them to feel something when they died. And you and I latched on to Ryan because it's a disabled character on a show with not a lot of characters. And we thought maybe they're going to do something special with him. But the only reason we actually like that character is because he was disabled. And we were hoping for that. The show didn't actually give us anything about this character. Right? Which is why I wanted him to have just a few more so we can get to actually like him for actual character reasons as opposed to we never get to see brown deaf actors work and we never get to see them be a principal cast. And it would have been exciting to see him navigate this post-apocalyptic world because Mm -hmm. we never get that. Like, I think this and The Last of Us are the only two times I've seen a deaf character have any sort of 
screen time in any of these kind of uh, zombie apocalypse situations. And uh, and spoiler alert, both of them do not I was end well. Say. Like- <laughs> <laughs> And, and again, I would argue, you know, The Last of Us is a very different kind of show, very character driven. So we actually got to know that character quite well before they perish. This, I don't know. I mean, in some ways, it's kind of like, oh, well, just because it's a deaf character of color doesn't mean that they're going to last any longer. So yeah, this is another expendable person. Boom, Ryan is dead. But also, come on, what are you going to do with that? Like, that's just frustrating for us as an audience. It really is, especially because I don't know why he wanted to fall into these traps because they are clearly being set up. I don't Mm -hmm. know why anybody but Spears doesn't want to acknowledge that, but they're like, let's follow this random kid leading us to this random corner. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Well, (laughs) this is another case where you and I are like, oh no, we're with Spears. We're getting the fuck out of there. I don't care about that kid. As soon as he starts running, goodbye, child, you're on your own. You know, it made sense for Rose to do it because we know that she is missing her daughter. But again, we don't know anything about Ryan. So why is Ryan willing to sacrifice his life for this kid? And also, yeah, fucking dum-dums. This is so obviously a trap. In my notes, all caps, one paragraph in. This is a trap. Exactly. Exactly. And it was so obvious. And I will give Rose like the first five minutes of this chase. But also after that, I'm like, I know you're smarter than this. You just had to kill your husband to get here. I know you know this is a different world than where you came from. Ooh, I and don't know it, if she does know that's the problem. It, I, and I also think part of my issue with Rose specifically being on that whole, let's save this random kid who's trying to kill us bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Because even when they are like in the hallway, it's like, give me the gun, give me the gun. I'm like, are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, a part of what sends me, I think, is because I've had a lifetime of watching women characters be written as mothers and reduced to everything is because she's a mother. Yeah. All of her thoughts because she's a mother. All of her actions. And women get to still be women when they have children. They still get to be smart. They still get to be sharp. They still get to have intentions and goals. And so it's just like, well, she's missing her kids. So therefore, she's going to like let this kid lead her to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just It sends me in a way I cannot put into words. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I find the trope of female characters who don't want children and then have to parent a child and discover, oh, I do have a maternal instinct. You know what? That is condescending mm-hmm. and it happens way too often. I want that trope gone. But Listen. you're right. It's just like that's just one facet of so many different permutations that we're seeing where it's like, oh, you're not a woman. You're a mother. Right? And it sends me. It's it's as reductive as those Hallmark movies where she has a career and a friend circle in the city, but what she really needs is this lumberjack to show her what love is and mm-hmm. come to the backwoods. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I don't know why we're still getting this messaging. I get different strokes for different folks. There's still a democracy. I'm saying democracy. Wow. Mm. There's still <laughs> a demographic for it. But sure. like, I feel that demographic is shrinking every decade. And so I don't know why we're still being force fed these messages. Here's the thing. I'm like, I love a Hallmark movie. I consume them by the dozens every holiday season. But I watch them ironically. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of us watch a lot of things that we we know are... Mm-hmm. I, it, it's junk food for the eyes. Exactly. Because we all subscribe to some problematic stuff. That's just the nature of media, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. 
And as long as we're aware of it and we are aware of what's wrong with it, that's fine. But when we're just like, no, it's always this way and it must always be this way and we can never change or try to do anything different. Mm -hmm. That's when it gets to be like, we have 900 of this trope and that's why I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) It's frustrating too because if it was just one child, then it would be fine. I mean, obviously the characters realize far too late, oh, there's actually a horde of teenagers in this school and they've clearly set it up as some kind of death match mad max style viewing area like the way that the kids are cheering when ryan turns and comes back and attacks spears and rose in the cafeteria was very oh this is how the children are entertaining themselves in between playing first person shooter video games so it makes sense i just I couldn't help but wonder if we had gotten to that reveal earlier, we could have done less of Rose isn't a woman, she's a mother, and more, ooh, how are these children actually functioning? Like, the episode thought it was being so cute by having them prop the door open at the end before we go to black and into the next episode. And I liked it as putting a pin in it, but also I couldn't help but think of the missed opportunities to tell a more fascinating story about these kids. Exactly, because we see them doing it and we know kids are kids, but like, how often does this work? And why are they still putting themselves in danger? Because surely they've had to have lost a couple kids at this point doing Mm -hmm. this game. And like, I just, there's always too many questions, <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm not sure I care enough to keep looking for answers. <laughs> well, because I don't think the show is actually encouraging us. It's saying you probably have questions, but that's not the point, right? Weren't you entertained? Wasn't it scary? And the answer is sure, but I don't know how many more episodes they're going to be able to get away from this. Like, okay, we've done a car, we've done a school, presumably we're going to do a diner next episode when we jump back to the other half of the cast. But how many single locations are we just going to do this in? Exactly. Like, that... I feel like we need to stop doing that. We need to shake it up. We need to get back to following multiple people from multiple timelines or multiple scenarios. Just for for no other reason to keep it from getting stale. Because I think this Mm -hmm. episode would have been a lot less grating to me had we broken it up with what's going on in the diner or what's going on with somebody we don't know or something. But... To be locked in here and for us to never really like go full throttle, mm-hmm. it, <laughs> it, it it gave me flashbacks to the car episode, um, and I was like, I want us to do something spicy, please. And they were like, No, this is the, this is it. <laughs> I can't tell if this is a budgetary thing where this way we don't have to have our full cast in every episode. Or, you know, we're just able to shoot everything in a concentrated time because we're all in a single location and then we move on. But it is definitely dampening the storytelling on the show, not just because we're losing track of the other half of the cast, but also because it just feels like, as I said off the top, this feels very slight. It's not that we're spinning our wheels, but we can't do too, too much particularly if the show then doesn't want to do much with the characters. Exactly. It it almost feels as if there was a concept and then they like <laughs> filled in the blanks and they were like, let's do this. Yeah, like let's develop a list of locations and then we'll just do an episode in each one of those. Bam, season one, green lit. Right? And let's keep our titles, even though we might not need that all of them oh and they God. might not really serve a purpose. <laughs> 
<laughs> Honestly, detention, the sort of middly one, pissed me off so much. Rose goes into a bathroom. She finds the very obvious tape recording that is being broadcast through the intercom on the school, which we figured out in the previous section, comes back, door is locked, kids are laughing, she bangs on the door, cut to the next section. Why? <laughs> so mad it's so pointless i always look at the chapter titles at the end of the episode and i'm just Mm -hmm. like that was way too many chapters for 40 minutes 100 percent. there's what six in this episode it's too many we should maybe be having four three yeah like even if this was we might be doing this for commercial tv there's not Mm -hmm. this many commercial breaks no there's usually only four or five at the most yeah, and it's also how you would, like, split it up as, like, chapters or acts if you were doing, like, a three-act structure or four-act structure. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. these six, these six are just on our nerves, and we're trying to make them something, like, hide, seek, help. Yeah. And you have help on the window behind them when they need help. And I'm like, okay, I get it, girl. It's but cute, like- <laughs> but it's also just cute. Like, if you're just doing it to be like, look at this title card, that's not a good enough reason to do it. Right? It it truly feels like the show has plateaued and is just banking on it being a well-made zombie situation because a lot of zombie media is usually done on a, a very small budget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a lot of times you don't always get the actors you want and this is a stellar cast. And so it's almost like, well, it's a high quality zombie thing. They're going to finish it. And it's like, that's not fair to do to your audience. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? It's so condescending. <laughs> right? We still deserve substance. We still deserve... <laughs> Ah, we deserve to be invested. fed too. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're still going to finish it, but fuck you. Right? I'm going to finish this first season before I commit to season two. But like, <laughs> well, yeah, there is yeah. that. Because I'm rooting for her, but I don't know if she deserves it. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we're already coming up on the halfway point of the season next episode. Which is wild because we've done nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Also, I have no idea how much time has passed. I think it's been a day because they kind of slept in that music classroom. <laughs> I feel like it's been about 24 hours since the first episode. Mm-hmm. Max. And that's because we pick up right after the car drives off in that episode two. Right. And that feels like a couple hours of shenanigans. And this feels like the other half of that day and then into the maybe the next morning. Yeah. So we're going to have to like backpedal a little bit to see what they do in the diner overnight. I think that's the other part of the problem with this structure, right? You know, I think of movies where everything happens in one day. It's hard to have a big character arc or a lot of growth because most people don't change in that short amount of time. Yeah. But that doesn't bode well for us. I'm so concerned about so many things, but I'm not going to lie anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Like... Enough people said this is good to where I'm just like, it's probably going to do one of those things that I, annoys me where we get really spicy in the back half, mm. which... I can hope so. I hope so, but also if shows that do that typically lose me because I'm just like, if you don't want me in your first few episodes, you don't want me. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can't get me in the first couple of episodes, you don't deserve me in the back half. Exactly. You can't be like, let's have awful dates, but get married. Like, that's not... <laughs> And so I I usually wander off. Um, But we've committed to this. We're going to do this. And I have hope because so many people I trust have told me it's good. And so I'm waiting to see the full picture. Right. Either that or you are being completely gaslit by nearly everyone in your life. 
which would be the most awesome and depressing prank to be like, you all got together and did this. Like, <laughs> this was your long con. You didn't have more ambition. You just got Joe and Sheree to watch a not great zombie show. Right. It's like, what do we ever do to you guys? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, okay. So Ryan is dead. Uh, Rose and Spears are on the run with this guy who saves them. According to IMDb, this man is Earl. He is played by Nyron Evelyn. I assume we'll get to know absolutely nothing about him and he'll be dead or gone the next episode. But who knows? We'll find out. Like, I, I'm trying to wonder who's going to be left standing. And again, I love when characters die, mm -hmm. but we're like picking them off so slowly and before we get to really know them to where it doesn't really have an effect. Yes, too quickly. Yeah. And I, I would like to know if I care about any of these people <laughs> so I can maybe feel bad or feel happy. I don't know. I don't mind feeling happy when a character dies. I just need to sure. feel something as opposed to, no. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of, oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, let me cross off Barb. That's one less name to keep track of. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I mean, my notes are going to be so messy because usually I can at least rely on a show to give me a couple of consistent characters so I can remember their names. But if we're just introducing new people to kill them off every episode, maybe I'll stop bothering. At that point, it becomes Game of Thrones. And it's like, just say the redhead girl because you don't know if she's going to make it next episode or not. Yeah, what? exactly. In this case, guy with facial hair. Because <laughs> one fail, so another one has risen. Mm -hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> Much like Slayers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So uh, presumably next episode, back to the diner. Any thoughts, feelings, concerns? So many concerns, but I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more excited to jump back to this half of the cast because we're going to have to deal with the fallout of the black truck and how do we spend time in a tight space with people who actively just tried to run us off the road for our gas so i'm hoping for a little bit more fireworks and i'm hoping we get to know a little bit more about these characters i'm hoping that's my favorite episode thus far because it has the potential to do the most juicy things but mm -hmm. will they do it or not wow we will find out won't we yeah <laughs> All right, well, Sheree, people want to talk to you about why you shouldn't play the fucking drums during a zombie apocalypse. How would they get in touch with you? You can... <laughs> That's when I knew he needed to die. Right. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Miss Sheree on Instagram and Twitter. Where can they find you, Joe? I can be reached at B stole my remote and that's the letter B. And of course, if you want to get both of us, you should reach out to at you should underscore watch because uh, yeah, we both keep an eye on that one. Yes. And it's going to get even spicier now that it's no longer summer, but we're covering black summer because there we're we off season. <laughs> <laughs> off season summer. <laughs> <laughs> all right well until that off-season black summer episode four yeah honestly just if the door is propped open it's a fucking trap listen <laughs> <laughs> Scream Pod Squad.